Hey everybody, it's the Title IX Podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley, joined by my beautiful friend, Elisa Woods, who's wearing a new hat tonight. I am. It, it well, an was old found in our lost and found. New old hat? I know. If you lost your house, if you lost your house, if you lost your hat <laughs> at our house, you're not getting it back. Because it's on Elisa's head. It's on my head. She's a hat person now. Yeah. Uh, shout out to our sponsors of the Title IX Podcast, the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. Do you think they're hat people over there? Heck yeah. College students. They're bucket hat people. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the college students. Gen Z loves their bucket hats. Remember when we wore bucket hats in the early, gosh, was it like the late 90s, early 2000s? I remember when we wore them like Blossom, where we would flip them up in the front and put a big like plastic flower. Just real bad. Oh yeah. Apparently it's the new thing again. Bring it back. I won't be wearing any bucket hats anytime <laughs> soon, but shout out to our friends at the Ivy College of Business <laughs> Iowa State who do. Uh, we also want to give thanks to the sponsors of our, of our entire podcast network, the our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. Did you see the news, Elisa? I didn't. Cyclone Fanatics doing a kickoff party over there on August 20th. Whoop, whoop. Yep. So if you're Let in, me put it in my calendar. <laughs> just let me mark that down. If you're in eastern Iowa, make sure you're marking that down on your calendar and getting tickets, or even if you're in central or western Iowa and want to make the trek over there it's worth it i promise i've been there it's beautiful and it's a lot of fun and we love our friends there so do it we also need to honor our super patron of the week it's brian fitzpatrick brian graduated from iowa state in 1983 and his wife sherry graduated in 1987 not to make you feel old sherry but that's when i was born three of their children attended. wow Steph, <laughs> that was a low blow sherry we've never met but i'm sure you're delightful sherry i'm so sorry <laughs> i really am three of brian and Sherry's children attended or are still attending Iowa State and Brian was a sophomore at Iowa State during during Johnny Orr's first season so he said it was fun watching Hilton go from half full of complaining fans to completely full with some Hilton magic and he's happy to see the same trend with the football program and several other sports he and his wife have been season football and basketball ticket holders for many years and they look forward to the future of Iowa State athletics well thank you Brian and I'm sorry Sherry for being Sherry a I just want it just in case you can't tell which voice is which that was Stephanie and because um, Elise is much older. Yeah, I'm. I am much older and wiser, and I would never do you like that. I believe that to be true. Actually, <laughs> I feel like we should open the pod with a Sammy Williams update. Yeah, because last time I said I would reach out to her and see what she's doing with her life. What did she say? <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. She said she doesn't know yet. Oh. <laughs> it was the cutest, most honest answer. Of she course. was basically like, I just don't know. And I hope to have it figured out in a couple weeks. So we'll keep checking in with her. I told her when she has an answer to let us know so we can share it. Yeah. And, um, but yes, I think she's got some pretty excellent options on the table. So good for her. Yeah. I don't know, did you see she was named a uh, first team All-American? Hmm. It was the first. Not surprising. The first softball player at Iowa State to ever do it. Wow. So I know. It's really cool. What a season of yeah crazy record-breaking stats yeah so i actually compiled the list of all of the records she broke can i read it to you yeah <laughs> so read much. it to us okay 2021 single season records broken her batting average she hit 446 wow and home runs she hit 21 her slugging her slugging percentage apparently was not a record but it was 902 <laughs> just insane Wow. These are her career records broken. Hits, doubles, home runs, RBIs, runs scored, at-bats, and games played. She's also Iowa State's all-time winningest player. 
In the Big 12, she holds the record for career hits, doubles, and total bases. And in the NCAA, all the NCAA Division I schools, she's third most in doubles, and she's uh, fourth most in total bases. I love it. Ugh. Not to mention the fact that she's a three-time academic All-American. She's only the third athlete in Iowa State history to get it three times. So... Dang, Sammy. I love it. I lo- love to hear it. You're the GOAT of Iowa State softball, which I feel like is a natural transition into the softball college world series. Do you want to talk about yeah. that? So it's going on right now. Uh, earlier today, they're in the semifinals. Oklahoma beat uh, James Madison. I think it was seven to one, but that was James Madison was unseated and they beat Oklahoma on mm-hmm. Thursday and it was a big deal. So I guess I just want to talk first about the positives. Can we do that? Yeah. And then shift over to the, and James Madison, I think somebody sent us one of their plays. I think it was the James Madison play, right? Where the pitcher dove, dove and got the suicide squeeze. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That was epic. There's been a lot of really fun plays. So if you're not following uh, and the NCAA softball Twitter account, you should be because they're doing They're doing a really nice job with, you know, the sports center top 10 type stuff. Have you seen some of the pictures from Oklahoma city since Thursday, just of the crowd? I mean, it's been wild. Oh yeah. It looks, it's full. I mean, I've seen shots during the games. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks rowdy. Yeah. That's a good word for it. And I just saw a bunch of, um, you know, still shots of, um, kind of behind home plate with that fishbowl view you know and it it just it looked it gave me goosebumps to see it like that viewership is another thing I want to talk about Thursday was the first day of the tournament and that was the day that James Madison beat OU Mm -hmm. Um, they averaged 750,000 viewers on ESPN it was the largest opening day audience since 2009 and the super regionals before that averaged half a million viewers which was the highest since 2012 so why do you have that scrunchy face? Because I'm wondering when Jenny Finch played. Oh, that was before that. Yeah. Yeah, it was long before I that. I think she was more my age. Yes. But we've Oh, set, yeah. She's 40. Yeah. She was, they showed um, some clips of her in the stands a few times. Yeah. She's got, I mean, she's our age. She's got kids. Yeah. It's cool to see. But she just always seems so, that like... That surprises me that she's 40. Well... You look good. She does look. She's always looked good. She's one of those athletes where you're like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. But like we've mentioned multiple times on this podcast as another example of women's sports going up, 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 up in viewership when everything else is going down, 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 down. <laughs> What's the AMSR thing you talked about? The weird sound. Effects? Oh, ASMR. ASMR. I tried to do it right there. Yeah. That was kind of my attempt. <laughs> That's much better. Thank you. What's your up version? <laughs> that's that's women's softball right there. <laughs> that's what my Everything phone sounds like down. when it's powering up. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the unfortunate part yes. now. So over the weekend, some rain delays. Just a little rain, no big deal. Except for the fact that Florida State and Oklahoma State didn't start until 11.50 p.m. on uh. Saturday night and didn't end until after 2 a.m. on Sunday morning. This is after several hours of rain delay on Saturday. And this set into motion a domino effect that really has some athletes and coaches and fans pissed off. And here's why. So Florida State won the game against OSU. And that set up another game that they had to play. So what happens is they get back to their hotel. They went, you know, the game's over at 2 a.m. They get back to the hotel at 2.45 a.m. And then they have to wake up 
up for COVID testing early the next morning. And oh, by the way, they have to play another game that afternoon. And guess what? More rain. So during the rain delay on Sunday, the NCAA finally got smart and said, you know what? We can go ahead and move the semifinals, which are happening now as we record, to Monday instead of making you play again on Sunday. That's good. So now, like I said, both semifinal games are being played now. um, And then that pushes back the championship until Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday if necessary. In hindsight, you should really just be playing this in Iowa. And why is that? Because we haven't gotten any rain <laughs> in a while. <laughs> There's isn't that's, any. That's really more the takeaway coming. here. Yes. The takeaway is next year. I'm sure they have it booked out. For you know, four though, years, if they brought but... it here, we'd get like monsoon. We oh, get another derecho. Of course, it would be the girls' basketball. Yes, <laughs> that old wives' tale yes. about the blizzard during right, the girls' right. basketball tournament. Don't but, don't DM us. We know. Yeah, it's we not know. Real. We know. We watch the news stories every. But year. also, I worked a lot snowstorm girls basketballs yes we we've all been there <laughs> so the ncaa obviously gets some criticism for the scheduling uh florida state's coach came out and said i'm just going to read some of these because they're pretty fiery oh, yeah. i think from the viewership you see people love fast pitch softball we saw that in the numbers and sometimes when you're playing until three four in the morning and then getting back up maybe we're not going to get the best game to put on tv and it's not the best for the kids when they played 60 games this season and then ou's coach you should watch her press conference because i'm not going to read as pissed off as she was but <laughs> she said if we're about the welfare of the student athlete that's being preached to all of us then do something it was wasn't fair for either team to sit around and wait that long i'd just like to see other champ this is the part elisa that you mentioned i would just like to see what other championships uh do the same thing and now you're starting to hear coaches talk about this it's very uncomfortable when we're talking to our players about standing up for what is right yet what hap- what's happening around us is not right mm-hmm. and the point being would a men's tournament be right. this? A men's well, championship? Well, and that's exactly what the... It was a tweet, and I wish that I would have saved I the tweet. I think it was Jessica Mendoza. It wasn't Jessica. It wasn't? No, I okay. don't think it was Jessica Mendoza. I think it was somebody else, but they... Because, like, I went to her page. Because I know Jessica yeah. Mendoza, and I, like, went to her page to see, like, oh, what is her status here? And she was, like, one of the other commentators for the game that okay. was... It was, like, at a break at, like... 1 30 in the morning or something and that's when she fired off the tweet that was like and I thought about it and I was like you know other like like men's like baseball would not well and they don't because they actually have it's the same amount of teams but they have mm-hmm. more time built in I think it's twice as long oh interesting so the softball players are playing triple and quadruple headers sometimes in that's a single crazy. day crazy and I know that that we grow up playing in tournaments right. like that and I get it. That's just part of it. But this is the College World Series. Right. And the, there is something true to the fact that these are we're student athletes. Right. We're for the benefit of the student athlete. Well, these kids get home. I keep saying kids. They're not. They're women. Right. These women get home to their hotel at 2 a.m. Do you think they're going to go straight to bed? Right. No. Their no. adrenaline is pumping. Right. They're going to be up all night thinking about what just happened and mentally preparing for the next day. And then mm-hmm. you want them to turn around and be their best? No, it's not going to happen. Right. In early mo- morning COVID testing, I'm sorry, but there's rapid test do it later in the afternoon do it when they show up to the diamond yeah i there's just way do it over this. lunch so uh, sarah fuller you know our kicker friend mm-hmm. <laughs> friend of the pod mm-hmm. she i'm gonna find her exact tweet because it was great 
she said at this point I'll just go to the NCAA office and do it myself it's really not that difficult <laughs> and I just thought it was so right because how many times in your mind do you think I'm just gonna handle this myself oh right all the damn time right and it's not that hard and I understand the to the NCAA's credit the rain was unexpected I'm pretty sure that uh, from what I read rain was not in the forecast mm. and it just the skies yeah. opened up with lightning you can't control that right what you can't control is building in time so that these athletes aren't doing it right I don't know it's just and maybe this would be one of those things that wouldn't have been mentioned in other years but it just feels like the snowball is rolling right. down the side of the mountain and it's getting bigger right. and bigger and bigger well and it's not like school's in session and they have to get back to class yeah they don't yeah this is about you and paying has that ever mattered anyway no, no this is about the ncaa paying for hotel rooms this is about the ncaa paying for the the fields this is about the money that they're putting out because guess what like we talked about in the podcast last time they are not getting very much revenue out of this because of their stupid deals that they made themselves right you have put yourself in this situation by selling the rights to sponsor these games like you have sold your soul sorry yeah so don't blame it on this right women student athletes right I was trying to think of, you know, like, what can we do in terms of fandom? And I think the best thing we can do now is tune in and watch and just keep showing that there is growth here. People care about this. People think it's exciting. So tune in the next three nights. It's on ESPN. Um, It's a best of three series. Check it out. Who's left? You you just told me So OU won. And then right now it's, hold on. I just had it. Florida State and Alabama. Okay. Yeah. So, go Sooners, I guess. <laughs> That's tough to say. It is tough to say. I, I mean, <laughs> I have nothing against their softball team, and they're phenomenal, obviously. Right. I saw that. So, when they played James Madison, they were held to three runs, and that was their lowest run total of the season. Wow. What? I think they have a somewhat prolific offense. But, yeah, so go, go Big 12. Let's cheer for the yeah. Big 12, I guess. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Uh, let's uh, – Lisa? Do you know what to get your dad or Arnold for Father's Day? What? Farm Story Meats has you covered. (laughs) (laughs) We've talked about Farm Story Meats before. Um, We all know the importance of knowing where our food comes from, but it can be impossible to tell from... tell sometimes. Ray Schmidt from Farm Story Meats is looking to change that. They guarantee the origin of each cut of meat coming from local Iowa family farms. And we know how much Cyclone Fanatic loves supporting local businesses because we are one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray's family raises certified Chester white pork. Oh, sounds fancy. Yeah. <laughs> and works with his neighbors and friends to raise grass-fed and Angus beef, pasture-raised poultry, and heritage breed lamb. Farm Story Meats is based in Elise's hometown, Ames. Her old stomping grounds <laughs> but they sell everything online they offer bacon uh st louis ribs pork chops brats brisket ribeye steaks jerky and more with over 80 different cuts uh that's a lot of cuts <laughs> farm story meat sells bundles with free shipping in the mid- midwest or you can order by the cut yeah do you i think we've talked about this before uh but ray is a former sigh so oh yeah yeah so, i was just oh, thinking go, go i was thinking about this earlier today like it's very important to know like where your meat comes from because yeah. there are a lot of loopholes around things like okay so say you're talking about chickens if they're free range if, if they're free range <laughs> they only have to have access to the outdoors for like a, 
a little bit so it's of your day. Free range right. in air quotes. Right. Free range in air quotes. <laughs> and then there's also like if we're talking about like produce and stuff, when we're talking about farmers, like there has been organic pesticides that are now banned in the US. <laughs> and we think like organic is good, <laughs> but like there are organic pesticides that they're using that may not be good for you. So it's good to know your farmer and to be able to trust them. And so it's good to have like a, a cyclone connection there that you can trust them. So trust Ray, our former Cy, who is a big supporter of Cyclone Fanatic and Iowa State Athletics in general. Um, listeners right now can receive 10% off their order by using the discount code SUMMER10. That's S-U-M-M-E-R-1-0 at checkout. And uh, this offer is good until July 31st. So if you mess up and forget Father's Day, you still have time. <laughs> and orders can be placed at the Meat Shop page on farmstorymeats.com. And again, that's farmstorymeats.com. And I'm pretty sure they offer free shipping in uh, this central Iowa nice. area. So check it out. Do Get it. Get ready for tailgating. That's another good idea. Stock up. That's a really heck yeah. We're so idea. close. I know. <laughs> Just made me. Did we're you like see my eyes? Yeah, we're up? like wishing away the summer. <laughs> no, uh, I don't care. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, so check up with Ray and stock up and get ready for tailgate. Forget Father's Day. <laughs> um, should we take a quick break and then talk about some other girl stuff? Heck yeah. All right. Uh, we're also brought to you by Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official cycling gear. With an amazing team of desi- designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. We'll be right back. Okay, let's do some girl talk here. And by girl talk, I mean the Indianapolis 500. Oh, gosh. Okay, but this is cool. Did you look into this at all? I told you to. Yeah, no, I didn't. (laughs) You said said racing and my eyes just crossed, and I think that I... But this is cool. This is not one of the things that you tell me I can't talk about. This is the loophole to the rule about not talking about racing. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, history was made last weekend on Memorial Day during the Indy 500 by some badass women, and we love our badass women. Yes. So it was female driver. I'm going to try to pronounce her name correctly. Simona De Silvestro. She climbed, claimed the final spot in the last chance qualifying on Sunday, and it allowed her to run in the Indy 500 on Monday. And this is history-making because she's part of the Peretta Autosport team, which is the only female-led team in the series, that has a, and it has a female owner as well. So the driver and the female ownership, the, the duo there, it's the first time that's ever happened, the first time they've ever qualified for the Indy 500 to Sweet. get, like, as a, you know, as a pair. Yeah. So, yeah, it's her. I read their story. It's pretty cool. Um, the owner is Beth Peretta. She grew up a car lover, lover, and was kind of making her way up the ladder in the uh, car industry. And she had tried a female-led team in 2016, but it just didn't work out. But then Roger Penske. Do you know Roger Penske, Elisa? Oh yeah, know that name. Do you actually? No. You should. The name sounds familiar. Yeah. So he he has some dollars. He's a money bags. He bought the Indianapolis Speedway. So a big money bags. Yeah. And he started what's known as the Race for Equality and Change Initiative in IndyCar. So he had worked with um, Beth Peretta, you know, as she worked her way up the industry and reached out to her and they launched this team. And it's a 28 member team and two thirds are female. And the females include spotters and engineers and mechanics nice so it's not like and another you know there's a the lead designer for everything is a female but yeah 
it's not stereotypical female roles, I guess is what I'm yeah. saying. Uh, she said, Peretta, who's the, the owner of the team, said she likes racing because it's an equalizer, meaning there's the clock and the asphalt and there's the driver. You know, it doesn't matter about your race, your gender, right. any of those things, unlike other sports sometimes. Yeah. And uh, I have to read you this quote from one of the mechanics because this is something we talk about a lot. She said, obviously, being majority female is a message we're sending to women and young girls watching us. The whole point is that it's not an unattainable goal. If women are interested in doing this, you can do it. It's not like we just have our foot in the door. It's like we kicked down the door, and now the door is open. And this is the part I loved. Having a woman here and a woman there is now really getting the exposure I wish I had seen when I was younger. We have talked so much on this podcast about how our daughters just mm -hmm. seeing women in these roles that we didn't see is making a huge difference, yes. whether it's a female referee or just, um, you know, like Sarah Fuller, for example, yeah. a female kicker, just normalizing it and having it be there and having them notice that plants a seed. And that's, I think, going to be a big difference maker going forward. Well, representation matters. And yeah, that's, like, that's in why, everything. But that's why we do this, too. Yeah. Like, this is why we jumped at this opportunity to do this podcast, because there weren't any other women in town talking about sports yeah you know there was one talking on the radio yep and that's about it still is just one talking just on the radio one talking on the radio <laughs> so i just that hit home to me and i think it's again i think it's especially cool that it's a f a woman saying that in a non uh you know typical female yeah. role so anyway that's how they do um it's no. fine. yeah but it doesn't matter i mean the fact that there it does it does i don't mean it that yeah. way i mean but the fact that history was made is what's matter yeah. what matters and it wasn't given to them she qualified yeah. fair and square so she didn't she didn't like drive off with the wheels <laughs> not connected right because i heard i heard that happened say well, no, oh I, you mean off pit road yeah i heard <laughs> somebody like drove off and the wheels weren't yeah, that happens Totally sometimes. on. Hold on, let me look her up. Why don't you start... Okay, hold on. Why don't I start mm -hmm. asking you questions that I have? About what? Because I have some questions. About what? Um, you just finished another 10K, or was it a half marathon? It was a half marathon. Jeez Louise. Yeah. You're crazy. A little bit crazy. But I like you crazy. <laughs> Thank you. I like you're kind of crazy. Um, but I do have questions. Do you want to do that now or you want to do it at the end? We can do it at the end. I have those questions and I have so many more questions. Okay, let's do those at the end. Steph, I have so <laughs> many questions. Stay tuned for all of my questions. Okay. All right. Can we talk about... Uh Naomi. Listen, we will talk about whatever you want to talk about. Let's talk about. about Naomi and then let's do your questions. Okay. Okay. So I'll we have no plan for this podcast. We just come we here. We had a plan. We had a plan. I had a plan. Steph had a plan. I just wrote a bunch of questions. Okay. Well, you know the situation with Naomi. So oh, yes. Okay. No, I, I, I listen, I planned. I'm just trying to, um, make it seem like Ross does this. Like he pretends like he doesn't prepare <laughs> for a big shtick. It's just shtick. This is my shtick. Okay. Well, let's talk about Naomi. Okay. Okay. So I'm just going to set the stage and then I want your opinion. Okay. So she, it's the French open. She's playing tennis. She says she's not going to do her mandatory media obligations right. and she's citing mental health issues. So she skips it. Like right. she, she puts her money where her mouth is and she says, I'm not doing it. After her first match, she gets, she doesn't do it. And she gets fined $15,000. The response from the, uh, 
French Tennis Federation president was, this is a mistake, it's not acceptable, we'll stick to the rules and penalizing her, and she was threatened with penalties and disqualifications, and not only from the French Open, from, but from every other Grand Slam tournament. So instead of waiting around to see if they penalize her, she withdraws and basically says, I'm sorry, I've been a distraction. And she, she issued a lengthier statement that says she's been dealing with depression since 2018 when she beat Serena, right? Right. And um, she said, I'm not a natural public speaker. You know, I get waves of anxiety before I have to do these and it's detrimental to my game. And she's since indicated that before she returns to tennis, she wants to discuss this problem with tournament officials and how they can work it out to make it better. Yeah. I see this both ways, and I want your take on both. As I see this from the media as you want access to your athletes. Fans want access to their athletes. They don't want a canned response. They want candid responses and canned versus candid. Right. Yeah, they want, you know, the real, real-time answers to questions. They want athletes to be able to explain why they played poorly and handle those questions um, because you're a professional athlete. So yeah. I see that part of it. But I also see this as a health issue. And this came up this morning because I was reading about Roger Federer, who also withdrew from the French Open over the weekend, citing actual, I mean, physical health concerns. He said he was opting out, not because of a specific injury, but he was, quote, listening to his body, end quote. And weirdly enough, officials were very lovey-dovey for old Rog. Oh, wow. Saying they were delighted to see him play. They were glad he played and that they wish him the best for the rest of the season. And my problem with this, people, is that it's 2021 and mental health is health. Right. It might not be a physical limb or aches, the traditional aches and pains and soreness that we're used to athletes citing as problems, but we know mental health is a real thing. It's, it requires treatment. It uh, requires, you know, serious consideration. And it's oftentimes more debilitating than the physical ailments themselves. Right. So I just hate that there's a double standard in how we treat it from that aspect. Right. When did Roger do that? I think that was over the weekend. So after Naomi. After Naomi. Yes. Yep. Okay, so this makes me think about, and I wonder if he did this on purpose, because this makes me think about the time that my husband tried to walk into a West Des Moines bar with a winter hat on in the middle of winter, a winter hat on, and they told him, you cannot bring a hat into this bar. So he had to go back to the car and take his winter hat off. Right. So we went back to the car and I put his winter hat on <gasps> and we walked into the bar with no problem. And I lost my mind. I lost my mind. Yep. And rightly so. And like, I mean, the same person who saw my husband, who is black, going in and told him that he couldn't wear this hat, let me walk right in right. with that hat on. Right. And so it's like... I was doing it to prove a point, yeah. and I wonder if Roger was doing it I don't it think to he was, only because he, I think he's been injured, and he's trying to see if he was ready for Wimbledon. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think his situation was, I'm not criticizing him, I think, right. do whatever you want. It's just, and I guess there's another level to this that is even more frustrating to me is, so... Naomi wanted to play. Right. She just wanted to opt out of the pre and post match press conferences. Which do Roger you do pre game conferences with Kevin Durant? Well, I mean, and what the hell does it act? Yeah. I mean, 
yes fine. I mean do we and I and I don't know if this was pre or post I don't know what her yeah. technical obligations were but she wanted to play I mean right. that is what we're paying for I right. mean I mean that's why we watch yeah the press conferences are nice and I appreciate them for what they are and I think to I, I do think there's responsibility at some level to do those but she wanted to play yeah. Rogers opting out he's not playing and that has you know that affects his opponents his opponents opponents and it has ripple right. effects as much as I like, it's as, a sport right. play the sport as much as I as the media want to say like how very important these interviews are they're important but guess what they're they're a time fill they're a time fill that I'm not going to watch until the game starts I'm not going to I'm like me as a person maybe I'm the only person I'm not going to watch those unless she says something outrageous and fiery I'm not going to watch those and, it, and they serve a purpose I guess I just to disc you know to force her to feel like she needs to disqualify right. as a result of that I just feel like there's probably a better solution I don't right. even know what the right. actual solution is I mean finish the sentence I'm just here so I don't get fined everyone yeah. knows that yeah 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 well, should she just show up and say to every single question I'm just here so I don't get fined yeah and then I we'll mean, all laugh about it right like and then it'll just be like a viral funny video and everyone will think it's hilarious and I wasn't even going to mention bring this up until I read about the Roger Federer thing yeah. and it, it just blew my mind when are we when are we going to be okay with just acknowledging that mental health is a th- right. is a real thing well and it is a thing apparently for men and listen listening to your body i mean isn't acknowledging and being public about the fact that you have right. depression also listening to your body right. well and you're not gonna you're not gonna tell him like well we'll wheel you in on a wheelchair yeah you know you suck it up you right you know what right yeah i just it that's what that is really what triggered me about this whole thing right. is the the difference and response and the just the tone of it and the I don't know if you're if you don't believe in sports psychology then you probably won't win any games I'm sorry like if you if you as a viewer don't believe in sports psychology psychology and like mental health as an athlete that means that you were probably not an athlete after the 80s and I think we've all known someone who does not enjoy public speaking to the point of being debilitated by it. Yeah. And so imagine trying to be a world-class athlete and trying to focus on that and having the fear of, you know, going out in front of a very large audience and having to do the thing you want, you know, you're extremely good at is one thing, but then having to do all of that. Right. Well, we just talked about like the, the women playing softball and they're going to go home and their adrenaline's going to be going and they're not going to be able to sleep. Guess what? Yeah. After that, you don't, she doesn't want that sort of adrenaline to be running. It's bad juju. Yeah, it is. So I just feel like there's a better, there was a better way to handle this and maybe there was a better way, better way for her to handle it as well. I mean, in hindsight, whatever we can, we can pick and choose. And I'm not trying to make a blanket statement that athletes shouldn't have to do media Uh, you know engagement they should at some level it just it was truly the difference in reaction to the physical body of a man versus the mental health of a woman that really bugged me so there you go Hmm. Hmm. 
Okay, I want to end my little portion before you get to my questions with some cheers instead okay. of jeers. Did you see the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, um, hired a couple of women? And it was pretty cool because one of them is believed to be the highest ranking female personnel executive in NFL history. It was Catherine, I think it's Rachie, was promoted to the VP as she's now the VP of football operations. Yeah. And they also hired a woman as one of their pro scouts, which I'd be curious to see the number of female pro scouts. I bet it's very small yeah. in the NFL. That is actually something that I kind of wanted to do when I, I would probably have done basketball, but like, that's what I, I went, I graduated with the sport management degree and that's one of the options that I thought about. The scouting about. Mm-hmm. avenue? That'd be yeah. really cool. It'd be so much fun. Uh, have you seen the movie Trouble with the Kurt? Oh, damn it. You don't watch movies. Never mind. I was going to make, I was going to talk to you about a movie with Clint Eastwood where he's a former baseball scout and Justin Timberlake's in it never mind Justin Timberlake's He's, it's a great movie <laughs> okay Justin Timberlake is a good actor are you seriously that you can't judge this you don't watch movies you keep your judgment to yourself until you've watched a few missy oh I mean he's not even the best dancer in NSYNC it was JT JC. JT is Justin Timberlake. <laughs> it was, it was JC Chazé. Um, it was Joey Fatone. Yeah, I don't think Wait that's a minute. true. You Chris Kirkpatrick. Joey, Joey Fatone. Is that his real last name? Fat one? Yeah. Like, that's messed up. <laughs> that's so messed up. <laughs> what? I would have I a pondered complex. this way too much as a teenager. I'm sure you I did still too. do. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> I mean, he, I bet he has some money though. He's, he's done a thing or two since the NSYNC. And I'm pretty sure the NSYNC set him up just fine. <laughs> oh yeah. Not to mention. Oh yeah. Yeah. But he's, you know, done every failed, um. Reality competition. Yeah. <laughs> singing reality show <laughs> that you can do god bless him i know and lance bass became kind of a regular on all my bravo shows yeah, yeah like vanderpump well, rules yeah and, and he's kind of a he's a, a firecracker on twitter is he really oh yeah i, I need to so. follow him he I was th- my high school or my middle school crush oh really yeah hardcore oh yeah yeah sorry about that yeah that's okay <laughs> sorry how that looked out for you <laughs> i've talked about that in therapy a couple times <laughs> i haven't i swear <laughs> but maybe i should <laughs> you know what <laughs> not a bad idea uh, i'm gonna add that to my list for next week <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why you run <laughs> oh gosh well but JT, really what go ahead no, I'm not done yet. Why do you run? I'm not there okay. yet. Okay, I was going was, to, it was a good transition. No, my transition is okay, better. Well, I had to. My had transition to was going to say JT is the goat, and as is Simone Biles, who we talk about oh. often. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you see she made more history on Saturday? Actually, it was yesterday. Um, by bedazzling a goat on the she arm. She did another goat <laughs> instead of her back goes her arm. This yeah. time it was so good. Yeah. But she made history yesterday on Sunday by winning her seventh national all-around title, which is the most ever for a woman. And she's now tied with um, the man who holds seven. So if okay. she were to win one more, which I don't know if she will or how long she's going to compete, yeah. but she won by almost five points, which if you know anything about Olympic gymnastics, it's just, that's, I mean, she's untouchable at this point. I don't care. I'm going to watch all of it and just watch this insane thing she's doing. I couldn't decide if I wanted to say bananas or bonkers. And then I was like, what if I say Combine bonankers? Bonankers? Bonankers. <laughs> That's our new thing. Yeah. And my last cheers goes to our local iCubs. Mm. 
they hired a woman to do the color commentary for the games on the marquee network so she's gonna she's gonna be doing that with um alex cohen who's the play-by-play guy so i love it her name's elise meniker i think is how you pronounce it and i'm you know i have those games on in the background sometimes just for the sake of whatever so you know now i'll especially tune in delightful good for you elise we're proud of you yeah i like your name Okay, ask me questions. Okay, why? Why? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so okay. you, it was another PR, right? Oh, yes. How do you get, how I, do you continue to get PRs every time that you go run a race? So, okay. Tell us, what, tell us the race. All right. Set the scene. So in April, I ran the Drake road race that you and Jared so kindly came to. <laughs> and I got a PR by a little ways, like uh, that run. And that was a really good run. It's a fairly flat course. And it was a nice cool day and it just was one of those days where I was like oh today's gonna be a good running day yeah. and then in May a couple of weeks after I ran that one I did the Des Moines women's half marathon that was at two o'clock on a day when it was like 90 degrees outside and I'm not exaggerating 50 mile an hour winds and it was hell it was hell I have never hated anything so much in my life than that race that day it was so bad so then but I had <laughs> so then I did another one. yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, so yeah, was this, that a PR or no? No, no, okay. no, no, no. That was that was just a. Yeah, it was okay. just. I just am glad I survived. Um, so this weekend on Saturday, I ran the Hospital Hill Run in Kansas City, and it's a race that my friend Maggie and I ran because she has family down there in Kansas City. So we just made it kind of into a girls' weekend mm-hmm. and celebrated her birthday. But Hospital Hill. Obviously, it's a hilly course, yeah. and it's June in Kansas City. I knew it was going to be hot, and it was. Um, it wasn't super muggy, which is good, but I just went into it like I did not expect to have a PR because it's hilly and hot and just whatever. It was a fun weekend, yeah. and I started running, and I was like, well, damn, I feel good today, <laughs> and I was by the pacer who was running uh, the 145 half marathon, and I was like, I'll just keep up with him as long as I could, and I just ran with him the whole time, and I don't... I don't know how to explain it other than, you know, when you drive to a place that you've driven like every day, like school or the grocery store or your parents' house, and you're, as you're driving, you forget, you zone out and you pull in and you think, how the hell did I get here? That is the best explanation for how I feel when I'm running. I completely zone out. I don't think, and I just go. It's the one activity in my entire life that I've found that I can do that. So you're what? One forty-seven eighteen. 147.05. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. And I know that your um, high school nickname <laughs> from your boyfriend was Slophany. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanks so, a lot, Quinn. So <laughs> you, jerk. you didn't run in no. high school. When did you pick it up? Uh, so I went to Central College for a year before I went transferred to Iowa State and I gained a lot of weight because I ate all the pastries <laughs> and everyone thinks I'm kidding about that and I'm not. Like I was eating a lot of Dutch pastries. I love it. And so then that summer I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like oh god like <laughs> we gotta do something about this so I transferred to Iowa State the next year and there was a treadmill um in the apartment complex that I was in and I was like I'll just start running a mile a day and then that mile went to two and then two to three and I found out it was a really good stress reliever and it just that's how truly how it happened and then I was running a few miles when I went to law school and I had a classmate who said you should run the dam to dam with me and that was my first race and then I was hooked 
So how many races do you think that you've done? Like how many do you do typically a, a year? I probably do in a normal year. I do two, but this year I'm going to do one every month from April to August. And I might do, I might try to keep it going because at this point I might try to just do April to April, but don't tell my family I said that because <laughs> they're going to be pissed. Oh but, my gosh. Um, I counted, I think, I think Saturdays was my 10th half marathon. I've done a few 10 Ks, a few five Ks and two full marathons. What's the best swag that you got? And you can't say that aluminum foil blanket that <laughs> I Drake. really wanted from Drake. The best swag was from the Des Moines Women's Half Marathon. You get a, like a canvas tote bag that's really nice Ooh. and wine glass and cool shirt. It is nice stuff. And in a normal non-COVID year, they have a wine party at Jasper Winery afterwards. Ooh. So yeah, if it weren't so hellishly hot and yeah. terrible, I would have had a lot more fun. But oh they have good swag. Really good swag. And do, when you run, what do you listen to? Uh, podcasts and music and sometimes nothing. What kind of podcasts? Oh, gosh. I listen to a lot of Jared and <laughs> Chris and Brent. I knew, and, I knew the answer to that. I was just um, fishing. So, but I listen. Glennon Doyle, who mm -hmm. I love. She's my... Gosh, she's my leader and <laughs> spiritual leader. Uh, she has a new one out that's been really good. I don't know. It just kind of depends on the mood I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I used to listen to like murder mysteries and stuff, but yeah. I kind of come away from that. Yeah. I messed up. Yeah. I do like the wine and crime one because um, one of the hosts lives here. Yes. And I just think that's cool. Yeah. But I also really like it and it's really, really long. But yeah. they have like they have like eight minute ads in the middle of it. I'm not so you even joking. Thirty second, thirty yeah. second, thirty second, thirty second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's nice because they kind of. I'm telling you guys all the secrets. They kind of play soft music behind it. So you it, know. So you know yep. right away if you're still in the ads. Yeah, I get that. I do the same thing. Right. And when you listen to a few that you get comfortable with, you can tell their triggers. Yes. Yeah, I'm trying to think. That's mostly what I've been listening to lately is a lot of Cyclone Fanatic stuff and then and then music. I'll occasionally listen to the. <laughs> Never mind. The Dale Jr. download. Okay. <laughs> but you don't want to talk about that. No. Let's move on. Let's move on. I have 10 more questions. Do you actually? Yeah. Okay. What is your ideal French fry? <laughs> like, I... Seasoned. Like, you go to a new shape... Um, not like super skinny, but not okay. steak, like in the middle seasoned. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was your favorite band in high school? Insync. Oh, that was probably pre high yeah, school though. Earlier. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that I had it. I love John Mayer. Okay. He, it's, I mean, John Mayer. Yeah. John Mayer. yeah. That's a solid one. Yeah. Okay. Is there something that you always do when you feel sick that makes you feel better, even though it makes no sense that it makes you feel better? Uh, yeah. I do like the drink Sprite, even though there's no... 7-Up. Yeah. Yep. Sprite and 7-Up for me. Yep. There, I, and it's, I don't know if it's real or not, but it's yeah. always worked for me. So I do it to my kids now too. Yes. So if my stomach hurts, Arnold's always like, do you want a 7-Up? And if I like don't feel well elsewhere, he's like, do you need a cold towel? Yeah. I do that too. Those are like the two yes, things me too. always okay. you put it in the freezer and then make it really no okay. just get it wet okay. it takes a long time to put it in the freezer have one on hand i know um what is your favorite vacation destination if you could just snap your fingers and be there so no travel required oh god this is hard <sighs> do you have one new orleans yeah i'd probably go like to the southeast i mean i would probably go to europe but no, I'd, I would go to the Southeast and tour then, like bourbon country. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I do a bourbon tour. Okay. Um, what's your brunch order? Oh, 
I don't, this is crazy. I love sweets. I, you know me, mm-hmm. like I love sweets, but I don't generally love sweets in the morning. So mm-hmm. I generally prefer like the salty, like I would do it like over the weekend. I had a eggs Benedict. Okay. Yeah. I like, um, savory. That's biscuits the word. And gravy. I hate biscuits oh, and gravy. I love biscuits and gravy. It's repulsive. Just literally when I'm dead, fill my <laughs> casket with biscuits and gravy. Fill it Can to I the brim. Can I start calling you biscuits? Yeah. Okay. Biscuits. I do like a good giant cinnamon roll, though. Oh, yeah. yeah you got to have that on the side. I, I really want to try cornbreads in Ames, but um, they they always have a line, and that stresses me out. Well, maybe we can go early sometime. Okay. Okay. Um, how often do you wash your sheets? Oh, I just had a conversation with my friend about this over the weekend. <laughs> Not enough. That is my answer. That's as all well. I'm going to say. That is my it answer. Is, as well. I am. I have a very clean house, but <laughs> I am embarrassed. Yeah, not okay. enough. Um, what's your favorite item at Trader Joe's? I I don't go to Trader Joe's. I don't remember the last time I've ever been. Wow. I know. I know. It's not because I don't like it. It's yeah. just so out of the way. I I never go out that direction. Wow. But tell me if you have one that I need to check out. I mean, out. so I really like their mini almond biscottis. Okay. They just have, I had them at, um, Judy Downs had them for something yeah. and it was just so delicious. And it, that's such a dumb one, but I also really like their tamales. Okay. They have like a chili and cheese tamale. I'll check it out. That's delicious there. I have more questions. Um, are you loyal to a certain athletic shoe brand? Yes. For running uh, Saucony. Okay. Yeah. What about just like, no, other, just casual. Yeah. No. Okay. No. The um, Saucony Canvaras are my jam. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's the best food that your mom makes? chimichangas fried Ooh. she won't make them for me anymore because they think they stink up the house that is true it's though. true but mom true. i don't care yeah and i asked for them last time and she gave me these like puppy dog eyes and she oh. suckered me into saying i didn't want them when really i did what if she came over to your house and made them it's not the same up your house. i want them in my mom and dad's <laughs> house okay and the last question is what is something that you do that is very gender stereotypical i paint my nails all the time okay they're always painted get it girl what about you um i mean probably cooking and baking well (laughs) i I, suppose that's true yeah when somebody says people are you know the old saying like get go back to the kitchen Kitchen. or something like i'm like yeah that's where the food is thank you i will (laughs) right where my heart is on my way (laughs) grab a snack while i'm I'm already there (laughs) like what kind of diss is that like get back in the kitchen like mm. okay that's my happy place thank (laughs) you i keep the cheese there (laughs) (laughs) that's where i intend to go as soon as we're done with this conversation is the kitchen I've never thought about it that way, but I will from now on. Thank you. That's the best way to do it. I don't know. Okay. The last thing I wanted to mention after that wonderful interview <laughs> is now I'm going to get you back, by okay. the way. Um, so I'm going to come up with 10 questions Okay. Next sounds time. good. Uh, we, Elisa and I have tossed around the idea of doing a Lynx game watch at a bar, maybe end of June, early July. So be thinking about that. And if you're interested and you want to slide into our DMs and let us know, please do. Otherwise, we'll probably just yeah. do it. Yeah. I just or wanted just to throw that out there Send again. Jared an email. Don't send Jared a damn thing because he'll never see the They'll light send him of the day. Text. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll tweet out his personal number. <laughs> He's on his phone right now. I He'd know. Get it. He's looking at basketball things. His NFTs he bought. Basketball things in air quotes, <laughs> just like our other air quotes of this podcast. All right, that's all for tonight. Thanks for the uh, pick me up on the running. I appreciate it. Of course, it. you're a beast. So are you. Thanks. Go Cyclones. Go State.